you know, I considered doing this a couple of different ways, but I ended up landing on just rambling for 20 minutes by myself, because that's what I can do. I I spend a a lot of time by myself, like I did when I was, when I was a child. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm embarrassed. Oh my God, it was the funniest article I've ever read in my entire life. I watched a couple of compilation videos on YouTube. I've got it all figured out. You're listening to the No Big Banana Podcast. Welcome back to the No Big Banana Podcast. My name is Charles, and tonight, Justin and Cody are not with me, so I am, as you might say, flying solo. So, uh, this is going to be strange, because I've never done this before, uh, which is interesting, considering that I've been doing this kind of entertainment stuff for so long, and I have not ever yet done a podcast by myself. So, if anything, this is just going to be more of an exercise for me. So, a bit about me. Uh, I'm a Gemini, and I like novels and Grand Theft Auto 5. I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto 5 lately, actually. Um, It has been a strange couple of days. That's probably the understatement of the year, right? It's been a strange couple. It's been a strange year. And I was actually looking back on something that I had posted after the first week. Actually, let me see if I can pull that up. Everything in 2020 has just been a complete nightmare. It's just been one dumpster fire after another. And I got to tell you, between what's going on with... uh, What's going on politically and what's going on socially, it's just been a very weird place. I'm pretty sure it's on my Instagram. Hey, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, do so at NoBigBanana. Or you can follow me at Yazik. I'm on there. Um, I don't probably post as much as I should. Yeah, here we go. We've been in 2020 for one week. The House and Senate can't agree to terms for the impeachment of the president. The U.S. and Iran may be on the brink of war. A 6.3 earthquake struck Afghanistan. A 6.4 earthquake struck Puerto Rico. And Australia is on fire. By the way, that week, there was also the plane that was shot down that was flying out of Turkey. Um, And so then I said, I don't know what the other 51 weeks are going to look like, but I think we need to buckle up. Boy, howdy. I had no idea. But I will say, I am going to give props to my cousin, because he, being of sound heart and mind, told me the first week of February, get get stock up. Don't don't leave the house. Don't go anywhere that, that you don't absolutely need to go. Um, and I did my best to listen to that. I, I gotta be honest, I think at this point, it's just kind of fighting a losing battle. I think it's just going to get worse as we get into the fall, as it gets, as it gets cooler and the flu comes back. You know, until we have a vaccine, we're pretty much in this weird state of just this strange vacuum of space and time. It's very, this, this is the kind of shit that makes me think of, like, simulation theory holding water. Because it's just, there seems to just have been this perfect storm of shit in the last, in the last year in particular, but even more so in the last decade. But who knows, maybe that's existentialism. Somebody probably in the 1700s was thinking the same shit. Like, oh man, so much has changed in the course of the last 30 years. Things are really getting weird. Probably a lot of people thinking shit was weird throughout all of the horrible wars that we've experienced as humans. Hopefully that'll go away if we go into the singularity. Dude, if we go into the singularity, I am fucking... Plug me in. Sign me up. I would do whatever it takes to get in there. Because why wouldn't you want the most efficient way? I think that that's what aliens are. I think that aliens are just us from other dimensions, or maybe from the future. Kind of the same thing, really, when you think about it. But they all look the same, because they just decided, like, okay, we're just gonna all look like this. This is the most efficient design for the body. This is the most efficient height, the most efficient color for our skin to be. You know, our eyes to be this big. We only need like three fingers. We don't need, because I mean, if you can move shit with your with your thoughts, you don't need opposable thumbs, right? So they would only be there for just like 
controls, I guess, or maybe to help balance the physical body. I don't know. I've never had to make a <laughs> make a body for a consciousness to exist in. That would be the next step for us to download, unless we just stay downloaded. It depends on how much of humanity you can simulate, right? Man, this got super deep, super fast. I didn't mean it to. I've been in a weird headspace the last couple of days, uh, honestly, because Father's Day just passed. Um, and if anybody knows, I don't know if you know, but I lost my father about two years ago this time. So that's been just strange because, you know, he was a wonderful person, obviously. So that's been weird. It's, you know, I, I'm kind of numb to it. Sometimes are harder than others, but I think more, more than anything, I'm just, I think that he would be proud of me. I believe that he would be proud of what I've accomplished up to this point. Cause man, I was a fuck up when I was a kid. I was, um, I wasn't malicious, but I was just, I was so bored. School was so fucking boring. I got kicked out of stuff all the time. I got kicked out of, kicked out of schools, got kicked out of programs. Like I got kicked out of class like every day. I would get, I got so many referrals in school because I couldn't focus because I was, they said it was ADHD. Of course, then again, I'm from the generation who was all, I mean, if anybody that's like anybody over 30 and under 45 was probably diagnosed, I wonder what the stats are on that. I bet it's staggering. But yeah, I'm sure that I have some form of attention deficit. I'm all over the place all the time. As you can see here, this is just, this is, by the way, this is not much different than having a conversation with me. This is about how it goes. It's just kind of, it's a lot of potpourri. It's just, it's not a lot of cohesion. But the channel's been doing really well. I'm really happy with that. Um, looks like we've brought in a, a good amount of new people that are watching and enjoying the videos. And we picked up some sponsors along the way. Won't give too many details on that. But uh, we've got, uh, we've got hopefully some long-term relationships in the works in terms of sponsorships. And also, we're you know we're going to be streaming more as often as we can. Um, I believe we're going to be streaming a game this coming Saturday. Yeah, Saturday the the twenty seventh. But uh, we're also going to be streaming uh, Wednesday night as usual. That's what's going on in the man shorts world. But anyway, yeah, back to dad. Like I just was I was a a monster, but you know he was awesome through all of that, and he really helped me like kind of chill. But I think dad would be proud of what I'm doing because I think that I've accomplished a lot thus far. Oh, I recently passed a million streams on Spotify. So that was cool uh, to see that because really I've really only had music out uh, since the fall of 18. So, well, let's start at the beginning. Let's go way back. Born in 87 in Gainesville. Lived, uh, was raised in Live Oak, Florida. Super small town. Bigger now. It's, it was real small 30 years ago. Subsequently moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma with my mother in the mid-90s so that she could attend law school at Tulsa University, which she did. Uh, we were there for three years. Then we moved down to St. Petersburg. And during all of this time, from a musical standpoint, I'd, I'd, I remember I'd briefly played piano when I was in like the first grade. I don't remember really doing anything musically when I was in Oklahoma. Or when we got back to St. Pete, for that matter. When we lived in St. Pete for a year, I went to this super small private school uh, that had like 16 kids in it. And I took, Amer I took American Taekwondo, and I used to watch Dragon Ball Z before Taekwondo practice. Not that that really ever went anywhere. I was never really athletic. But then, when, I moved back, when we moved back up here um, to start 7th grade, I started playing the saxophone. I think it actually might have been the summer before, um, and loved the sax, uh, played the sax through high school, except for senior year, where I played the tuba with Rigsby, 
Kyle Rigsby, being Waylon from the Man Shorts channel. We played the tuba together senior year. Throughout high school, I first picked up playing the guitar when I was like 14, I think. Fala was the first song I ever wrote, which is available on the Yazik channel here, somewhere. I'll have the Fala videos on here. Actually wrote that on bass. Then I played guitar and stuff for a while. Did some like solo acoustic stuff. I do have a solo album somewhere still out there. Um, but then I started rapping in 2009? 2009, I'm pretty sure. And originally I did it very, it was very tongue in cheek. It was just, it was very just like, I'm going to just do this because it's funny. Um, and then I really started to enjoy it and do it more and kind of take it more seriously and did that for a few years and recorded a mixtape in 2013, the tongue tape. And I was working on the album when we made the first man shorts video. Well, technically, technically it wasn't the first video, but it was the, um, it was the first D and D edition video. Justin had originally proposed it as a standalone sketch. We didn't have a plan to turn it into a series. So we did the first one, and it got a lot of views and had good reception. People seemed to like it. So then I wrote, and we did Gangsta, and that did really well. And so we were like, oh, we kind of got a thing going. So we just kind of kept it going um, as it went. <clears throat> and by the end of 2015, we had close to 10,000 subscribers, I think. Maybe. Maybe less than that. I don't remember. But yeah, ever since then, we've just kind of gone with it and just up the ante on stuff and tried to make different projects here and there, but really kind of stuck to the additions. And, you know, we're finally at a place where it's starting to pay off. We're getting sponsorships now. You know, we're getting, we're, we're saying we're starting to make the quote unquote real money. So that's nice because, you know, it wasn't super easy getting there. There was definitely a lot of lost sleep, but yeah, I mean, there was just a lot. It's just a lot. It's, um, it's really great to be able to do what it is that you love, but I think that if you're going to do what it is that you love, you have to accept the fact that if it's something that goes against, you know, quote unquote, the norm, which is kind of bullshit, the norm is not really the norm. But you know what I mean? Like, if it's your dream to be a doctor, well, then that's great because you can not only do your dream as a doctor and heal people, but you can make a lot of money doing it. It's not as easy to make a lot of money as an artist. You can make a lot of money as an artist. There's opportunity there. And by the way, there's there's never been more opportunity than there is now. With the internet, there's no real excuse. I think if you're if you are sincere about being an artist, you should be, if you're not making money, you should be on your way to making money. But, you know, people don't understand that it is a long process because I consider my process beginning when I wrote Follow when I was 14. I think that that was the moment that I was like, OK, I, I don't want to do I don't want to I don't care about this stuff like with college or degrees or like, you know, I don't want to go into medicine. I don't want to go into education. I want to be a performer, really a writer, I guess. But I, I, I don't have the attention span to write a novel. I've tried to do it several times, which is funny because in the writer's edition, a lot of people were like, oh, he has novels. And it's like, well, no, the bit was that I'd never finished a novel. I do have a couple that I had started. In fact, I got one, I had one that I got through. I got pretty into. I got like 150 pages into it. It's like nine chapters. But then again, I wrote it like when I was in my early 20s. So like going back and reading over it is painful. If I were to ever release it, then I would probably want to rewrite it. 
But, you know, that's another part of the territory that comes with being an artist is you hate what you do. <laughs> you hate you hate what you do, and that's what drives you to, to, to do it better. That, I think, is the separating factor, because a lot of people, like, there is an appeal to it. There's this idea of, like, it not being as hard work for some reason. And, I mean, I guess that I get it, because when you look at it, it's just like, oh, well, they're just having fun. But, you know, you don't see all of the other stuff where I'm, like, you know, up until four in the morning doing an edit on this video for the 14th time because Premiere crashed or whatever it is. There, there's a lot of garbage that you have to deal with, too, that comes with it. But if you're willing to put up with that stuff, you know, you, I think that you can turn being an artist into a lucrative career. Um, you just have to stick with it and not listen to people who are like, well, I'm just trying to be, you know, there, there will be a lot of people in your way uh, in the sense of um, people that don't get it. And, you know, they're not necessarily bad people. They just don't get it. Because, like, if they if they got it, then they wouldn't be they wouldn't be pitted against you in that argument as to what you should do with your life. Now, you know, sometimes if you're doing some stuff like on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, which if anybody hasn't seen that show, it is bananas. You should check it out. It's on it's on Hulu. They just added a third season. Um, and I know that the fourth season, or maybe the fifth, was running recently. Those people are, whoo, boy. It'll make you feel better about yourself, probably, to watch them. It's just a lot of, it's, it's just, it's mind-bending stuff. It amazes me. I feel like the producers, producers should be sued for exploitation. But anyway, that was that was all just a roundabout way of, of getting to the point of, like, I think that people should do what they love. That's just my personal opinion. And, you know, if it's something like being an artist, I'll tell you that you're fighting an uphill battle. But to, to, to think that it can't happen, there's, there is a certain amount of luck that's involved that I don't think that, that people in Hollywood admit to enough or acknowledge enough. There is definitely a, a, an amount of luck that is needed because there are plenty of really talented, hardworking people that I've met over my time as an artist who, you know, that nobody's ever heard of them. They're still doing it, and they're, they're not really getting any clout. They're certainly not getting the clout they deserve, in my opinion. We, for example, have had a tremendous amount of luck on the channel. You know, a lot of our big boosts that we've gotten have just been from happenstance. Somebody came across our link somewhere and shared it with somebody else, and then it just kind of grew from there. Really, it's about sticking to it, I think. It's just about allowing yourself statistically to get the opportunity to make money is really what it comes down to as an artist. And some people are able to jump in with both feet and just pop in and like, hey, look, I'm a painter and here's what I paint and I'm going to sell my paintings and I make a lot of money and that's great. Other people have to grind for 5, 10, 15 years. I had to grind for 15 years. Lots of people do have to do that. And some people aren't willing to do it. You know, some people walk away. Some people go for a safer option or what they think is a more reasonable option or realistic option. I don't know why. It just gets on my nerves when people act like luck isn't a factor because it definitely is. Because if you pretend like luck isn't a factor, then you're acting like the reason that other people wouldn't be successful is because they didn't work hard enough. And that's just, that's, that's bullshit. 
And part of being an artist is taking that leap and knowing that like this might not work out. I might end up homeless or, you know, all alone or but those are also motivating factors that keep you focused and and keep you improving. Um, so it's not just hard work. That pisses me off when people are like that. Like, oh, you know, if you just work hard, then it'll pay off. And it's like, that's not true. That's not always the case. There are plenty of people who have worked really hard. I've worked really hard at certain things that didn't pay off. It's just part of life that things don't always pan out the way that you want to. But the hard work is required. I I don't think that it all hinges on the hard work. I think that that's just part of the equation. So in that regard, it's just a roundabout way of saying that, you know, I think that dad would be happy with what I've accomplished. And that was the thing about dad is that he always encouraged me to do what I loved. He encouraged me to do what I was good at and what I enjoyed doing. And for a long time, that meant not making much money because it meant working for someone else in the interim. So, you know, at a 40-hour work week, you know, making $9, $10 an hour, whatever I was doing, and then on the weekends and nights, I was writing, making YouTube videos, writing music, writing lyrics. So when I say that I think my dad is proud of me, I, I think that he... I think that he would be proud to see that I am doing what I love and what I'm good at and I'm making a good living doing it. You know, there was a long stretch there where I wasn't going to college and I was just kind of like working in offices and it was, you know, the money was okay. It was enough, but it wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm making more money now than I ever have, uh, which is really great because... It's it's because of the work and effort and energy that I put into into my content and, you know, the, the having a great community, which is, you know, that ended up being really great for us because the because we're we've always been D&D fans. But the D&D community is like no other community that I've ever seen before. They're very, very open and loving and just like because it's such a thing that you don't get until you do it. Um, and you can, I guess you could make that argument for like literally anything, but if you were to say like, Hey, come play football, like most people would probably be able to know whether or not that they would enjoy that if they did that with D and D it's just, it's so there's, it's so complex in terms of like its appeal and, um, your capabilities within, you know, being only restricted to your imagination virtually, because, you know, even if there's not a rule for it, you can always make one. That opens a whole different world, I think, of of entertainment and fun. And so it's like a secret, <laughs> like it's like a secret that you that you want to let somebody else in on. So when somebody's asking, like, hey, hey, do you have any secrets? It's like, oh, come come and sit down, child, and I'll weave you a tale uh, about D and D. So I think that that lends itself to like a really positive community because everybody's just like, look, this is our game. These are our people. This is what we do. This is you know nerd shit. That's how it goes. Yeah, that being said, do what it is you love. Play D&D, paint. But yeah, you do got to make a living. So that's something to, to think about. Certainly something I've been thinking about as I'm getting older. Man, I am 33. I just turned 33 last month. That is really weird to say. I remember being it. I remember when I was like 15 and I was working at the summer camp. And I remember there was this guy there who was a counselor and he was 27. And I remember in my head thinking as a 15 year old, like, whoa, 27, that's, he's like an adult. <laughs> and now I'm like, now that I'm, now I'm 33 and I'm like, I don't even, I don't even really feel like an adult. 
I don't know. That's weird. Does that, does anybody else feel that way? It's like you, when you're a kid, it seems so far away and it seems so different. It seems that there will be this shift. And then like, as you get older, you realize like that shift never really comes, but it makes sense. Right. Because when you're like 18 or 19, you're like, you're finding out who it's like, you know who you are when you're young. And then when you're like in your late teens and early twenties, you're, you're figuring out who, how you are or who you are is interacting with the world around you and like what it is that you're that that was a thing I had at one point in my head was like there were like three questions and it was like who are you how do you want to impact the world or something I don't know how do you want to be remembered maybe yeah what are you leaving behind who are you what are you leaving behind and how do you want to be remembered I think that those are three important questions I try to ask myself them on a regular basis like who who is it that you are at your core and then what is it that you're leaving behind in terms of, you know, like maybe it's maybe it's your children. Maybe it's the it's what you pass on down to your children in terms of hopes for making a better civilization with the next generation. You know, maybe it is something in your field of study or your career, like you want to be the first the first to do something in your field or the first to discover something or invent something. Um, or maybe as an artist, it's, you know, for me, I feel like it's a catalog, um, you know, signposts along the way to just kind of, because I've gotten so much value out of that, you know, over the years, I, I, from other artists have received a tremendous amount of value from just knowing that someone else out there can relate, um, to certain feelings because there's this, you know, a huge spectrum of it. A huge spectrum of feelings is a good way to describe these last couple of days for me. It's been very existential. Fortunately, I've gotten to spend some quality time with my wife lately. And the channel's doing well, so there's no complaints there. So, yeah. I think that's, uh... Oh, there's the sound of the symbols, And that means that we've reached the end of Tuesday. Flying solo with Chaz, or Charles, or Yazik, or the DM... However you may know me, I go by many names. I have a name problem. I really got to get that figured out. That's not new either. That's been like that my whole life. Anyway, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NoBigBanana. And send us any emails to NoBigBanana at gmail.com. Um, you know what to do with the bell. I certainly don't have to say it. I'm not going to say it just to spite Justin. But you know what to do. You already know. Also, if you're an artist, stick with it. Keep going. That's my recommendation to you. It's better than you think it is. And hopefully let's get through 2020.